0: you have to have a certain license to only raise money for other people's deals and get compensated for it it's an sec requirement best ever listeners you ready to take your online advertising into the big leagues are you ready to get more leads well how about we do all this for free yeah sure free Well, it starts out with a free strategy session with Dan Barrett. You recognize his name. Episode 565 titled Google AdWords and Cutting Edge Strategies. He's the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. That's why I'm talking about him. And he's managed over a million dollars of client spend and scored an 80th percentile for or higher for best practice. Basically, he knows his stuff and he is offering a free strategy session. For one hour to do a deep dive with you and learn about your market and collaboratively come up with an online advertising strategy based on your target audience. And he's offering to do this for the best ever listeners. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. I mentioned free. Well, the strategy session is free. And then you can either take the online advertising strategy that he comes up with on the call and go implement it yourself. There you go, it's free. Or you can have him and his agency do it for you. It's a turnkey solution. And by the way, that likely one that being free too, assuming that you're closing on the leads that he's generating for you as a result of all the efforts. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. He's got some amazing stuff. Ask him about the pre-targeting for direct mail lists that he does. It's something unique to their company, and it's pretty exciting stuff. He's noticing some tremendous results as a result of doing pre-targeting. So ask him about that, adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluff, with us today, as we usually do, co hosting on Follow on Friday, Mr. Theo Hicks. Hello. How's it going, Joe? It's going well. First off, I want to make sure I am not swaying in my chair because there's a <laughs> YouTube comment. And best ever listeners, we do the Friday episodes via Facebook Live, and the video is viewed on YouTube. So there's a comment. This guy said, Great content, love this interview, love XYZ point. But, dot, 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 you look really nervous when you sway in your chair so much. So <laughs> I like just being active, but I will attempt not to sway in my chair for everyone watching. For everyone listening, this doesn't pertain to you. <laughs> so, Theo, how are we going to structure today's conversation? I got some fun topics to talk about today,
1: but first, I wanted to just remind everyone about your Bigger Pockets interview that went live. I believe it would have gone live before the last week's episode released, but after we recorded last week's episode. And for those that have listened to it, if you enjoy these Fall Along Fridays, I was explaining it to Joe and it reminds me of 10 Fall Along Fridays condensed into one hour and a half interview. He hit on so many different topics and tactics. And if you want to have a show notes that you can click on specific tactics or topics that he talked about in the actual interview, if you go to the website and type in 22 tactics to go from corporate job to million in real estate, something along those lines, you will find a little sheet that we created where it has every single 22 topics that Joe hit on, and you can just kind of click on whatever you want. If you want to learn how to find deals in the hot market, just scroll down, click on that button, and it'll send you right to that portion on the interview.
0: And you're referring to, when you say the website, you're referring to thebesteverblog.com, which is our blog, so thebesteverblog.com. And by the time this airs, it will be about a week, about seven articles down, basically, yeah. when, you, when you scroll down. At most, mm-hmm. seven articles down. And the other thing is, one point to mention on the interview is that with the interview, it was an hour and 20 minutes Hours or 20 so. Minutes an an hour. hour and 20 minutes long. It was an incredibly in-depth interview. And as Theo mentioned, there were a lot of different topics from scaling from single-family homes to multifamily to what's in an investor package to how to find deals in a hot market. and a lot of these things that we have talked about mm-hmm. before, but not in such a compressed manner in a relatively short period of time. Mm-hmm. Additionally, if you go to the YouTube channel, just search best ever show, Joe Fairless mm-hmm. in YouTube, then there is a keynote presentation that I did at the Best Ever Conference in Denver, Colorado this past February. And that is a keynote that talks about how to raise money, seven habits that I Mm -hmm. implement to set myself up for success, and more tactical things as well. So there's a lot of good content, and with this episode that's airing this follow on Friday, maybe we'll put the 22 ways plus the link to the keynote you on know, YouTube. You want to put each of those links in the show notes. That way they can easily just click on it. I'll do that for sure.
1: I was actually listening to your keynote this morning. And I'll take post-it notes and I'll write little sayings on them and I'll put, you are dying. Yeah. Post-it note. Because I think that was like one of the you know, number five or number six that you went over. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. You know, I listened to it this morning. Very motivational speech. But also, you'll actually get actual tactics and habits to implement out of it as well. Mm-hmm. And the "you are
0: dying" part will have much more context when you actually watch the video. Yeah, kind of drop that bomb in there. A lot more context. Yes, cool. So I guess the other thing we want to talk about. I got three deals in a contract. He mentioned this to me right before we were started recording, and he said that he had three off-market deals. Yeah, three off-market under deals. contract. And I was like, "Well, you're going to steal the show today because I want to hear about this. So tell us." It's funny. I was explaining to Joe beforehand that I got my real
1: estate license a year and a half ago. And I got the license. I didn't really use it for anything. I promise you this will make sense. I didn't use it for anything, so I let it go. I guess I got suspended or I let it just sit away for a while until I maybe wanted to act on it again. And so I was kind of upset that I got that license because it was a couple thousand dollars. And I was like, God, oh, man, I can't believe really I spent all that time, all that money, and all that effort getting my license. But one of the classes, this real estate agent came in. Who happened to take the course six months prior and he came in and was kind of talking about his business. And we just happened to randomly go up and start talking to him after the class. And he was talking about how he was working with investors. These guys who had a meetups, so who we went to the meetup a couple of times. We kind of got to know him a little bit, but not like that was he a, big was of a he relationship. A pre- was he a presenter to the group? He was a presenter okay. to the group, yes. Okay. So then I didn't talk to him for a year probably. But I was friends with him on Facebook. And so this past weekend, a deal came up on the MLS that was in Pleasant Ridge, Cincinnati. The fourplex, it was listed for two twenty five, and it happened this past weekend. Where I actually plan on going to St. Louis to look at deals too. Yeah. And in the last second, I was like, oh, I'm not gonna go to St. Louis. And so this comes up on, I think we saw it on Friday night. We saw the deal come up on the MLS. So I, you know, call my agent. I was like, Hey, you want to see this deal? No response. Cause I think she's out for dinner or something. And I know that this deal is gonna go by really fast. Yeah. And so I'm like, hey, you have to get this deal. So I'm like, you know, keep texting her, keep texting her. And then Marcella, who's my partner, she's on the couch and she's kind of randomly scrolling through Facebook. And she comes across this real estate agent's Facebook page. And he posted the deal on his Facebook page. And I was like, oh, it's his listing. We found out it's his listing. Mm-hmm. And so I call him up. I was like, hey, like we see this one listing on Facebook that you have, Fourplex and Pleasant Ridge. Can we see it? Because my agent's not responding. We want to see it? He goes, yeah, by the way, there's five properties. Four of them are off market and one of them on market. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, I'm in town. I almost left town. And now I've got these four off-market deals that I'm going to get able to see after he's listed for like an hour. Literally just came on the market when I called him. And so I'm going back and forth. And the next day we schedule, we go see all five of them. And my agent kind of comes to, and we put in offers on three of them. So we put offers on two of the ones on market and one off market. But, and this is kind of funny. I had a friend who had also bought a fourplex in Pleasant <inaudible> Raids, like Joey. very recently Joey. Yep. And I thought that he bought it for one hundred and fifty. And someone's like, there's no way our property's going to appraise at 225 or 220 or 215 or 2 anything. And so we offered 190 and they just like, no, this is silly. We're not even going to counter offer you. And so then we offer 205 and like, no, we're still not going to counter offer you. I found out from Joey, he didn't buy it for $150, he bought it for $200. So we actually almost lost the deal because we've been <laughs> underbid by so much, and we didn't understand how much the properties were actually for worth. But so since we, were, we took so long, both the two properties on market went away, and the three off market ones were still there. And so we submitted an offer for two fifteen. dollars came back and said, you know, two of these are gone, so you can do the one at two We'll counter offer you at two twenty for the one. What about the other two? Like, we put offers in on no, those. Like, yeah, they're still available, but like, be quick. And so we put three offers in at two twenty for the three off-market fourplexes. And I just got the third response this morning that we got it. Wow. 3
0: Fourplexes for 220 220 yeah. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> that's that's incredible. What type of business plan are you doing with them? The plan is to hold them long term. So for now, at the
1: very least, 10 years, we plan on holding them for. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is we're going to buy them. And <laughs> I wish they I showed you be pictures beforehand. They are built in the 1950s. And so they have like that crazy technicolored tile in the, sh- in the bathrooms oh, yeah. and on the floors. They're fully occupied. In the- at the current rents and at the current purchase price, each one will cash flow about $600 a month, and each unit is about $25 below market. And so, for some of the tenants, we already know that we want to, to raise the rents in order to uh-huh. either have them pay more or force them out because they were smokers. And the leases are month to month, so we're, mm-hmm. we'll be able to do that. And so, our goal is to raise the rents to $25. And the ones that say no, we're going to go in there and fix up the units, not to some same level. I'm actually going to fix them up to the same level yeah. that I fixed up my first property that I bought. And so, uh-huh. you know, new countertops, backsplash. Do you do that work? No. No. I have a guy who does work really inexpensive. He's my age. He just likes doing handiwork. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just randomly met him. But something else that's interesting, too, again, I got these deals all through relationships. Yeah. And I also found these contracts through relationships. I started going back to my, my CrossFit gym on Monday. Uh-huh. And it was just, there was just three of us in the gym. And one of the guys, I didn't know who he was. And at the end, we start talking, and we find out that he's a fix and flipper, of course. Yeah. I feel like I'm these real estate guys everywhere. Like, once I need these people, they just, like, show up in your life. Yeah. And he lives right next to my property. He owns a fourplex in that same area. And he says that he had the issue of that crazy tile in all those uh-huh. properties. And apparently, he has a contractor that will do some sort of glaze, and he can glaze all the tiles white. Oh. And so our plan is just to, for all the people that move out of those properties, instead of having to, you know, take off all yeah. the tile... Because it's literally like everywhere. <laughs> Instead of taking up all the tile in the bathrooms and the kitchens, we're just going to glaze them all a color. And so that'll save us oh, an insane amount of money. Big time. Big time. And so that's the plan. We're going to put $100 countertops that look like granite, but they're not granite from Home Depot. They have like this wood paneling around kind of the bottom half of the walls, so we'll take that off and then paint the walls. But the cabinets are nice. All the appliances are good enough. Cause it's like a B area, and so we don't need to put stainless steel in there. And it's a B area that's continuing to improve, too. Right. Yeah, we talked to, apparently every appraisal that's coming in is like a record high appraisal yeah. in the area, so it's just heating up. If you don't know Cincinnati, there's Hyde Park and Oakley, at least down where I live, are like the two really, really nice areas. And Oakley is like an in insane demand right now. They're building, they think, like four brand new 100 100- maybe 200 plus unit apartment complexes. They're building like a fifth, 86 unit right now, and all within like a one square mile area. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, it's insane in Oakley right now. And Pleasant Ridge is kind of the the next area where people are like, all right, we got to go here to find properties because it's like $2,000 to rent out Mm -hmm. like two bedrooms in Oakley right now. Mm -hmm. And so it's just beginning to heat up in Pleasant Ridge. And so when these came on market, I knew that they're going to go by fast. And again, all the deals
0: are gone now and they went on the market. I mean, only two of them went on the market like 72 hours, 42 hours ago. So, uh, How do you get financing for three properties simultaneously?
1: So we're in a unique situation just because Marcella makes like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so we're actually both putting our names in the loan because we both are providing a down payment. 25% down, down payment. Since I don't have any debt mm-hmm. like, at all, I have zero debt. I'm not even claiming income for this. I'm basically like you know, zero income, zero expenses. Just so I can put my name in the loan and I can use my money in the loan without having to do something weird to like somehow give it to Marcella so that she can use it. And then her income qualifies us enough to get the three properties. And and so
0: Would it be three separate loans? Oh Yeah, sorry,
1: three separate loans. Um, they're like all 30-year amortized, fixed rate. Something else that I wanted to talk about, too, is about shopping around for lenders because we had a lender that we bought our primary residence on, and you we know, a really nice lady. She helped us out a lot. And so we went to her for lending on this deal, and she said, you know, I can get you a 5% interest rate at 30 years. And like, okay, that's like 5% seems fine. I know Joey, he got 5% of his loan too. Then again, through random relationships. My girlfriend's at work talking about we're buying these properties, and some guy that works with her also owns a property on that street somehow, magically, and he mentions a lender that he uses, and so we just reached out to him, and he can get us a 4.5% interest rate mm-hmm. loan. At, I think he said it was like you know $618 to to pay it down, but we're also refinancing our primary residence to knock off PMI and drop the interest rate on that too. And for some reason, we get like a credit for doing that. So that credit is actually going to cover some of the closing costs mm. and the loan fee we had to pay to pay down. So that 0.5% interest rate was
0: huge for our cash on cash return. The same lender is refinancing your primary? Yeah. Oh, they hit a home run. They a million dollars in loans. In yeah. <laughs> yeah they, nailed, they nailed it with you. What's their company? Is it just a mortgage broker? Yeah, If you don't know, that's fine. You yeah, know, that's I don't, don't know on the top of my head. So it's but... not, it's not a, a well-known company. It's no. It's like some guy who has a brokerage business and he finds the best loan options based on that. It's kind of
1: like a hybrid between, usually for regular lenders, at least the one we were using before, it was American Mortgage, I think is what it was. And she said that we were maxed out at four loans at this point. She said, we can do four loans, and they're maxed out, and so you can't use this anymore. This guy, he can do up to 10 loans. Yeah. I can't remember which one does 10, Freddie or Fannie. I think it's Freddie. But he must use them. But then he said, you know, on top, once you get past that, I do commercial loans, too. And so you can just use me basically forever. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, yeah, for sure. When are you scheduled to close? July 8th is when we schedule to close. July 8th. All right. So 45 days. Really excited. I'm glad to be back to the Real Estate Games. I, I bought a property you know, like a year and a half ago, and then we we're taking a break, and we had all this money saved up. i like, need to buy property, uh-huh. need to buy property, and then it seemed like it just happened to just work out. Yeah. We just came on the market. We knew the guy who was a listing agent, so we found out that there are three off-market deals, yeah. and we got all three of those off-market deals, and then I'm expecting it all to work out. All right. Well, fine. Well, well, you'll keep us posted We'll keep you posted, yeah. exactly. Nice
0: work. Congrats.
1: All right, so less about me. Now we've got some best ever listener questions. These are long. I'll try not to read the entire question, but the first one is from Lowe, who currently has been a single family resident investor for 10 years and is wanting to transition into larger multifamily. And so he says that he's been working with a local multifamily investor who owns a property management company. He wants to learn, and he's working with this person to learn the business. This investor is giving him an opportunity to raise money for a deal, 160 units, congrats on that, that he's refinancing in the next 30 to 45 days. He purchased it, subject to, took about a year to rehab, repair, and get it occupied at 97% now. Uh, Okay. So this question, since my role is to only raise money for the down payment, should I ask to be a part of the syndication to receive cash flow and get a certain percentage of the equity down the road, or should I accept a Referral fee. He added, honestly, I'm more interested in participating and receiving cash flow and equity on the back end. What should I ask for if I raised the $2 million needed
0: for the deal? Well, if you're only raising money for the deal, then you may not be compensated for doing so unless you're a broker dealer. You have to have a certain license to only raise money for other people's deals and get compensated for it. It's an SEC requirement. So what I recommend that you do, what's this person's name? Low. Low. What I recommend you do and any best ever listener who has this situation presented to them is become a general partner on the deal and have more responsibility than simply raising money. You'll need to do some research in this, but essentially, and I'm not a SEC attorney or legal expert, but essentially you'll need to, in addition to bringing your investors, you will need to do due diligence on the property, provide insight, market analysis, whatever, but you can't just be a gun for hire Mm. for raising money. Unless you have a certain license, and I'm not exactly sure what that license is. You you can Google it. So let's assume that you are going to be in the general partnership, and you have additional responsibilities other than simply raising money. And again, it could be due diligence, responsibilities, asset management, investor communication, whatever. Then the $2 million, if that's how much you're bringing, I would recommend making at least 20 cents on the dollar at minimum for what you bring. So that would be $400,000 that you would want to make over the lifetime of the project for bringing $2 million. And how you determine the percent ownership of what that $400,000 equals is you simply look at the projected profits for the overall project and divide 400000 into the projected profits, you'll get a percentage, and that should be your percentage of the general partnership ownership.
1: So, so take on additional responsibilities, and then $0.20 cents
0: on the dollar over the lifetime of the loan based off of how much money that he raised. Yep, and then you determine what percentage that equals by looking at the total projected profits on the general partnership side, and then doing some division, and then whatever your percentage is, 400000 divided by total profits. That's your percent ownership that you would get. Okay. That definitely answers his question. Let me see if there's anything else near they asked.
1: Nope, that's it. Okay. Second question is from Chris. Again, it's another long one. I'll try to skip over the parts that we don't need to talk about. So, actually, this is like a three-part question, actually. So, the first thing I'm trying to accomplish is to find a mentor in Columbus, Ohio, I'm assuming. Who already has a large multifamily portfolio and knows the market well. I'd offer to contribute whatever I can in order to learn from their experience and meet people in their network.
0: Does that seem
1: like a reasonable first start?
0: Sure. That seems like a reasonable first start. I would do two things. I would go to Bigger Pockets, search for people in Columbus, Ohio, Mm -hmm. and see who's doing multifamily deals. I would also search multifamily apartment owners or just apartment owners, Columbus, Ohio, and get the the people who own apartments in that area. And If you want to get a little bit more in-depth with it, then go to the county website, see who owns the apartments, and start reaching out to them. And say, hey, I saw you on XYZ. I'm not looking to sell anything to you. I'm just looking to add value to your business in whatever way I can because I see you own some properties and I'm just trying to learn the business. And then I would also go to, I know I said a couple things, I'm giving you more. I'd also go to bestevershow.com, which is our podcast page. And then you can see a map of the United States. And you'll be able to see who we've interviewed in Columbus, Ohio. And if they own apartments, then just reach out to them and say, I heard you on the Best Ever Show and I want to add value to your life in the following ways. Are you interested? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that last
1: one was, was my advice to search the Best Ever Show. So to continue, to put it more broadly, if you were 34 and just starting out, knowing what you know now, what would you do? I keep reading just to get more context of his situation. So my goal is to become financially independent. I knew you were going to go, what's your goal? <laughs> so yeah, he has yeah, his cool. goal in here. You no, know he well. My goal is to become financially independent as soon as I can, without doing anything unethical or illegal. Smart idea. I genuinely want to add value, contribute to the community, and create wealth for my partners. I work remotely so I can spend some time in Columbus, I want to be active, learn the market, find deals, put deals together, etc. so I'm not trying to buy, turnkey, and be totally hands-off. Let's just, I'll finish it off with a little more information. But having said that, I can't leave New York City, nor do I really want to, for the foreseeable future, because of my wife's job. I'll most certainly need to hire a third-party management company. I have about $50,000 in cash to play with, which really isn't that much. Multi families, so I won't be a big equity contributor, at least initially. I'm thinking about things like should I partner with someone locally or go it alone? Do I start with single family residents or do I jump straight into the multi family? What is your, your advice? So, he wants his goal is financial independence. He actually wants to be active, but not too active because he looks like he'll be investing out of state and he's got, yeah, 50K.
0: And what he should do to start off? I was with him up until then. He said, should I start with single families because now he's go in a different direction mm-hmm. I don't know what you should start with I mean if you want to start with single families start with single families build your way up from there and get more comfortable. If you want to start with multifamilies, you can start with multifamilies. You can do it either way. So with that answer, I suspect the thought is well shoot, I'll just do the larger stuff. If that is the thought, then the path would be to first make sure you know what you're talking about. Because if you don't know what you're talking about and you are dealing with larger numbers, you're going to lose a lot of money and it's going to be an issue. The other thing is a lot of – well, not a lot. I come across frequently people who want to raise money, Mm -hmm. but should you raise money? That's a question that you should ask yourself. Because if you don't have real estate experience and don't have a – relevant occupation that either you've excelled in or you've got an entrepreneurial background, then I don't know if you should be raising money right out of the gate. You probably should get more real estate experience. You probably should shadow some people in the industry in New York City and then apply those lessons although it's a different market, apply them in other markets like Columbus. Certainly, there's a lot of nuances for New York City multifamily mm-hmm. than other markets, but there are some general principles about how to structure deals, how to work with investors, how to do turnaround projects, etc. So, I'll summarize by saying, one, you got to figure out if you want to do single family or multifamily, it's two completely different paths. Two, if you choose multifamily, then you've got to have... Either real estate experience, which in this case doesn't sound like he does, or you've got to be successful in your full-time job and have relevant skill sets that apply to commercial, mm-hmm. and then you got to partner up with someone who has that larger experience on a couple deals. I don't recommend doing it right out of the gate on your own unless you have someone that you're seeking out, which is smart of you to seek out someone. <laughs> that was your first question. And then... Once you take that approach, you've got to have the the education to know what is a good deal, what isn't a good deal, what are the pitfalls. And again, that comes with the partnership angle. So really it's not just someone you're able to call up, but it's someone who's going to walk you through the process and mitigate as much risk as possible and perhaps even partner with you on a deal. Uh, What would I do if I was 34 years old living in New York Mm -hmm. City Well, I was... 30 years old living in New York City, and I had four single family homes. And what I did is I read a bunch of books, I hired a consultant, for better or worse, I have mixed feelings about that. I was very active on Bigger Pockets, and I reached out to people, I traveled to different markets, I made offers, I had investor conversations, and I just, it was blissful ignorance, quite frankly, and I mentioned that in the Bigger Pockets interview. But things ended up working out, and if I had to do it over again, I would have had a different consultant helping me through it and would have had a a better layer of protection to mitigate more of the risk. But here I am, three, four years later, $130 million worth of real estate. So that's the approach I would take starting out if I were you. If I had one thing, because again, you tossed out the single family or do I do a
1: multifamily, did you actually have money? Obviously, you can't do the house hacking because you're not investing where you're investing. But you can do 203K investment loans, so rehab loans, that you aren't owner occupied. You'll have to put down 25% down. I know Wells Fargo does one. My friend Joey, he did a deal where he put 25% down... And all the renovation costs were included in the loan. And so, at fifty thousand dollars, you can be all in at two hundred k around there, probably a little bit less. Mm-hmm. So, if you find a you know, two-family or four-family in Columbus that needs a lot of work or some work, that's another option you can use. Do a two or three k investment loan, you know, put the fifty thousand dollars down or forty thousand dollars down, whatever you're comfortable with, and do the rehab. So you have that added value. Mm-hmm. You can rent it out. You get the experience that you need, and then you either repeat that again until you get the more experience, or you know. Follow Joe's advice. Do a combination of the two just because it looks like you're ready to go. You've got some money. Uh, If you have some experience, which I can't tell from this, uh, that might be another option that you can use.
0: Yeah, it's very similar. I had $50,000 starting out when I left the advertising world. It was very similar. I was 30, I had $50,000, and I was looking to do multifamily syndication. It was just three, four years ago. And I will say for best-ever listeners who are ready to do this multifamily syndication. I want to address the $50,000 thing. That is enough money to get going. Now there's risk. So let me tell you what you'd allocate the money for. I would allocate the money, 25000 to invest alongside investors to have that alignment of interest. The other 25000 to cover any costs that come up for travel or expenses that are not paid at closing. Now, the risk is that if you go through the due diligence, you sign a loan commitment with the lender, you get legal advice, etc., and you don't close, well, then you're out of pocket all these costs. So there's a risk in doing these deals which a lot of people don't talk about. If you go through the whole process and you don't do them, then you're going to have to pay all these vendors back for inspections, etc. Yep. $50,000 is enough. It certainly is enough to do as large of a syndication as you need. The caveats would be the earnest money deposit. You probably would need more on top of the 50, but that's refundable, so if you can talk to one of your investors and I did that one of my investors put up a $50,000 earnest money deposit and I wrote him a personal guarantee Mm -hmm. that hey if we lose this refundable $50,000 then I will pay you back we didn't it's refundable so that's something that you can do to bring in people and if you need to pay them a a percentage or two to motivate them or to compensate them for them taking the money out then that's fine mine didn't ask me to but I just wanted to address that.
1: Okay. Well, that, Bob wraps up that question. Uh, anything else? I guess the last thing, if nothing else, I think would have mentioned you did a good job today of your chair. Not on
0: oh, yeah. No swivel. <laughs> yeah, no, no swivel. Yeah, so thank you for that. That's the most important aspect of it our <laughs> conversation today. Congrats on oh, your three you. fourplexes yep. that are under contract and closing in July. And best ever listeners, if you haven't received the apartment resources guide is a bunch of free resources that we put together of websites, books, podcasts, YouTube channels that we recommend you listen to, then you can email info at joefareless.com, INFO at joefareless.com, and ask for the resources guide. Uh, now we are off to play some basketball. We are, one-on-one, right? One, we're, <laughs> a play, we're playing one-on-one. I, Theo is a very humble man, and when I asked him last week if he plays basketball, he says, yeah, I'm very good. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're going to go play one-on-one, assuming it doesn't rain on us. And where we play, to? Like 13, 15? Yeah, something like, like that. 13, like, 12, 11. 12. Let's do 13 by ones and twos. All right. Best ever, listeners, here's what we'll do. I haven't told Theo about this, but I was thinking about it earlier. If you email us what you think the total points, how about total points? We're playing the 13 by ones and twos. You have to win by two. Okay, play the 13 by ones and twos. You have to win by two. If you email us with who you think will win, either me or Theo, and total points scored, whoever is correct on who won and if there's a tiebreaker, which there will be, there will be more than two people to email, total points will be the tiebreaker, then whoever is the winner, then we'll mail you uh, both version, volume one and volume two right. of the best real estate investing advice ever books, and we'll sign those copies. So email info at joefairless.com, who you think is going to win between me and Theo and basketball, <laughs> playing the 13 by ones and twos, have to win by two, so... Who you think was gonna win and total points scored in the game, and whoever is correct with who won and the tiebreaker will be total points. Will mail you volume one and volume two of the book. Just just toss out a little bit more information. How, how tall are you? Like five,
1: ten to five and eleven. I'm six foot four. <laughs> I'm gonna throw that out there just so people can.
0: Could I do that? I play good good defense. I play good defense. (laughs) All right, best ever listeners. Thanks a lot for spending some time with us. We'll talk to you soon. Got your free strategy session to generate online leads yet? Well, if not, go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Dan Barrett's going to give you a concrete online advertising strategy by the end of the conversation. You can choose to implement it yourself or you can work with this team and they'll implement it for you. AdWordsNerds.com forward slash Joe. Ready to enter the minds of successful entrepreneurs and millionaires? Are you ready to excel in your entrepreneurial and investing journey? The new podcast, Before the Millions, studies phenomenal entrepreneurs and their path to millions. Journey through exclusive interviews, giving you all the secrets to mimic their successes. Listen and subscribe to Before the Millions podcast at before the that's before the